0: Inside Sources.
1: Inside, Inside sources. sources.
0: America's Voice of Reason, Boyd Matheson,
1: on Utah's Home for Elevated Conversation.
0: Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Well, we've watched the world react to Alexei Navalny's death this weekend, uh, with lots of questions looming beyond that. I think primarily, what does this mean for Russia's political future? So for the next half hour, we're going to take an in-depth, deep dive look at some opposing points of view in terms of what the death of this oppositional giant will actually mean for Vladimir Putin. Will it spark public outrage or will it scare the Russian people away from any kind of public protest or activity? So let's get beyond the headlines. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. All right, so first we're going to look at the positive component to this and someone who believes that uh, as we started our show that this may not be uh, end, beginning of the end, it may be end of beginning. And so I want to start with a, uh, an NPR interview with Russian opposition activist Alexei uh, Miniano uh, to hear what he thinks democracy's future is post Navalny. Uh, This is really important in terms of what does it mean, what is it going to do inside of Russia, what does it mean for someone like Vladimir Putin uh, when you have this kind of death, and how the public responds is going to be fascinating. So again, this was on uh, NPR, and uh, it really is this idea that the fight for democracy uh, has has to be bigger than any one individual, no matter how big a figure they actually are. Yes, of course. As much as
1: leaders are important, democracy depends on regular people, not just on super big figures, on symbolic figures, and on leaders of political parties or opposition. If uh, we would say that, oh, Navalny died, so now there will be no democracy in Russia, that means that all, all our job was futile,
0: and all that Alexei did was futile, but it is not so. I think that is a such a vital part of the conversation right there, uh, that if democracy depends on a single individual, even a big personality and a big heroic figure like Alexei Novano, uh, then it really isn't there because democracy depends on regular people, everyday citizens, not just the big public figures, not just the big present figures and so I think that's an important part of this conversation is what is going on inside of Russia uh, and who feel one who feels it from the, the big voice and face of the opposition. But far more important, uh, what's happening underneath that with the Russian people? Navalny built his legacy on his own personal conviction. He obviously committed his life uh, to integrity and freedom, uh, even at the sacrifice of his own safety, as we reported out last week. Uh, his willingness to go back into Russia, knowing what awaited him.
1: That's one of the main things Navalny did. He set a personal example that a person of oppositional convictions can put his freedom on the line, put his life on the line to stand up for a better Russia.
0: And so having someone who is willing to put their own life on the line to stand up for freedom, I think, is is an important thing for people to be able to follow. Uh, But it's not enough. Uh, and I think this is such a crucial conversation to get to is if it is all based on a single person, a single leader, then you really don't have a movement anyway, uh, which is just contrary to to everything so So the interesting thing to me and uh, I think what NPR really focused on in a very positive way was, look, the opinion of the Putin regime is already low, uh, bound to get worse as the economy continues to falter and stumble. Uh, Even if uh, Vladimir Putin uh, does crack down on anyone supporting democracy, uh, he's got this looming financial unrest that is going to come to bear and may give the Russian people one more thing to rally around.
1: When he runs out of money, he will have much harder time solving these problems, which will lead to more and more people being unhappy with the regime. And that will impose a more severe threat to his power, than activists laying flowers
0: uh, to uh,
1: commemorate
0: uh, Navalny. And so as we look at how this all continues to play out, I I think this whole idea of don't give up on a better Russia, I think that is the message to the Russian people uh, that they can't cower in the corner just because Navalny has lost his life Uh, because it takes everyone And I think one of the things that that I have been hearing uh, from from my sources, particularly in D.C. and some of those who have deep ties into Russia is uh, you can't underestimate what is just below the surface. And will there be a space? Will there be a moment that will really ignite the Russian people? Uh, And uh, if they don't, then, again, the status quo prevails and that benefits Vladimir Putin. Now, some people believe that uh, this is actually good for Vladimir Putin. We'll talk about that coming up at 220 uh, as we dig in with Ishan Theror from The Washington Post saying this may just galvanize the Putin regime and give them a little more ironclad control on what's going on in the country uh, because they've taken out this big opposition leader. Uh, I think the important thing for the Russian people to remember is that it always starts with just a few. Uh, and it's uh, it's the old saying that to one person with an idea uh, may be considered crazy. Two people with the same idea might be foolish, but not crazy. Ten people with the same idea, and they start to act. A hundred, and people start to take notice. A thousand people with the same idea, and they start to have results, tangible and real. Ten thousand, and they begin to change the course of a community. A hundred thousand, they can change the course of a country and more. And the question for everyone is, will we be part of that? And I think that will be the question for the Russian people is, will they be part of that? Uh, will they see the death of Nilvani as the end of an era uh, and a time for freedom to go even further underground inside of Vladimir Putin's Russia? Or will it be a galvanizing force uh, in that spark of freedom? Uh, to galvanize and bring people together to say, we we have to take a stand. Uh, and I think, as uh, was pointed out, uh, one of the big challenges for Vladimir Putin is the economy. Uh, if he runs out of money, everything gets much harder to keep together. Uh, as long as he has it, uh, as we always say, cash flow covers a multitude of problems in a country, in a company or an organization. Uh, and so watching that part of it will be very interesting to see as well. And we're going to dig all the way through this uh, to look at what does it mean. Uh, I think there are elements inside of Russia and the Russian people uh, who are ready for some of that change to begin. uh, And that will happen as they stand up. And again, if the economy continues to stumble, then I think the people will be even more motivated to say we've had enough of the Vladimir Putin path and all of this uh, and it's time for change and it's time to move towards uh, democracy and freedom. So we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, and again, I think there uh, is a end of the beginning moment, I think, for the Russian people. Uh, when we come back, we'll stay with the conversation. We'll be joined by Ishan Thoror from the Washington Post uh, who is looking at some of the other side of that coin in terms of could this embolden Vladimir Putin We'll unpack all of that coming up next. Think again on Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason on Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. As always, I am Boyd Matheson. We're staying with the conversation as it relates to Russia. As we look at the future, and we want to look at some different perspectives in terms of what this means. We talked about uh, the, the death of Alexei Navalny, uh, opposition leader, and would that be a catalyst? Would that spark a uh, positive insurgency inside of Russia in opposition to Vladimir Putin? Or, or does this just allow Vladimir Putin to cement and tighten his grip uh, as dictator and ruler in Russia? And so we want to dig into that portion of it to explore uh, where we are and what that means moving forward, both for the people inside of Russia, what it means for Ukraine, what it means for the rest of us around the world in terms of security. And uh, it's always a good day when we can have Ishan Thoreau, columnist on the foreign desk of The Washington Post. Uh, Great piece talking about the death of Alexei Navalny and what that means for Vladimir Putin and his dictatorship inside the country. And uh, Ishan, welcome back to the show.
2: Thanks for having me, boy. Good to be with you. Uh,
0: so give us some some uh, perspective from your point of view in terms of how things have played out, what you've been watching over the weekend, uh, and how you see kind of the, the state of the game inside of Russia today.
2: Well, I think, you know, we're on a, a rather tragic trajectory here. I think, uh, and I, I talked to a bunch of, of colleagues and, and friends who are journalists who have followed the Russian story closer than me, some of whom have, known Navalny for many years, uh, interviewed him in years past. He was a known entity, of course, to the Foreign Press Corps, to everyone. Um, And he was this really larger than life figure. And, you know, folks he talked to who knew him, say, a decade ago, or or even half a decade ago, um, never could imagine that even though he was this incredibly charismatic, um, successful dissident, you know, someone who really could speak to uh, a huge segment of the Russian population outside of the kind of liberal enclaves in among elite circles in Moscow and St. Petersburg, um, that they could never imagine half a decade ago or a decade ago that he would actually be killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the course that we're on with uh, the regime of Russian President Vladimir Putin. Uh, this is uh, a reflection of how tight a grip Putin's rule uh, requires. Uh, Now And, um, you know, in one way you can read this, you know, the fact that he had to kill Navalny can be read as a sign of Putin's weakness that Mm -hmm. this is, you know, Navalny represented something too potent and too dangerous to the Putin regime. But on another way of reading it, you can suggest that Putin is so supreme, so confident, so well entrenched that uh, he could just go ahead and do what he wanted, knowing that there'd be few consequences
0: to this action. Yeah, and let's, let's unpack that just a little bit, because I, I do think that's such an interesting take in terms of looking at it on the the one hand, that, uh, you know, Navalny uh, in his own uh, kind of prophetic video uh, that was to be released, you know, if he were killed, to say, look, if they kill me, it's because they're so weak and we've become so strong. And so you do sort of have that galvanizing moment there. At the same time, uh, as you pointed out in, in your piece, that Putin seems to be walking with a a real sense of ease in terms of his absolute control and, and hold on power. Oops. Do we lose him? Nope. We, sorry. (laughs) We, we lost Ishan for just a moment there. (laughs) I thought he was giving a very deep thoughtful (laughs) answer there. (laughs) Uh, And so uh, while we're ready to get uh, Ishan back on the line, uh, some of the other points that Ishan uh, pointed out in his piece uh, is this idea that the the dictator's ability to annihilate what he fears really is a measure of his hold on power, uh, and as his ability to choose the time uh, of his strike, Putin appears to be feeling optimistic about his own future, uh, and so it is. It's clear to me that Vladimir Putin is fearing is feeling very emboldened, uh, and I think part of that is because of the, uh, the uncertainty coming out of the United States, even in simple things, in terms of support for Ukraine. Uh, and that as long as Vladimir Putin sees that the U.S. is, is waffling or wavering uh, in terms of a commitment to, to be helpful to people in the region, that certainly emboldens Vladimir Putin uh, and allows him to do this. I, I think the greater the fear, the less likely he would be to take out someone like Navalny. Uh, for fear that it would spark that kind of uprising that could lead to his overthrow. Remember, uh, people who are dictators uh, and thugs and bad guys in power, their, their whole focus is to stay in power until they're gone, uh, until their life is over. That's the whole goal. They, they care about very little else. Uh, we've seen that in North Korea. We see that in China. Uh, in terms of just that positioning to just stay in power. And so they're not likely to do things that are going to overturn that. Uh, The last thing Vladimir Putin wants to face is his own people. Uh, And so I think uh, his ability, his confidence in saying it's okay if we take out uh, Alexei Navalny uh, shows, I think, how confident he is in his positioning or the absence of opposition, particularly from the United States, uh, but from the rest of the world as well. That as long as there's hesitation, as long as there's vacillation back and forth in terms of what people will or won't do as it relates to Putin's actions, whether it's in his invasion in Ukraine or otherwise, uh, he he has to have a great deal of confidence. And it looks like we got Ishan uh, back and I uh, was just going to ask you just kind of your your sense in terms of is it uh, the idea that uh, that he doesn't have to worry because the U.S. is— Uh, is maybe not in as strong a position or is clearly divided in terms of uh, how they're going to oppose Vladimir Putin and his actions. Is that just emboldening to him to where he can say, there's really no downside risk to me in terms of eliminating a potential rival?
2: Uh, I think there's a a confluence of factors that give Putin a a degree of confidence right now. Um, The the kind of battlefield uh, dynamics in Ukraine are tilting in Russia's favor. And that, of course, is aided
0: by the sense of what. Oh, I think we lost Ishan again. <laughs> well, we'll, well, we'll continue on. Uh, I think one of the other important parts uh, that uh, Ishan Theroux, again, this is, a, it's a great column in uh, the Washington Post. You should check that out today uh, to talk about what happens in terms of this state of affairs. And I think on one hand, you have to say, look, Alexei Navalny left uh, an indelible mark. Uh, millions of Russians uh, turn to his allies in exile for their news. Uh, they have to do that secretly, of course, or through a VPN so they can get accurate information about what's actually going on inside the country. Uh, I think the social media realm, where Navalny was uh, both a, a pioneer from operating inside of Russia, also kind of the, the king of all of that, uh, and there's all kinds of forums and discussion groups uh, that bear that out, uh, that, uh, of course, the, the state... Vladimir Putin's state uh, is determined to snuff out. So I I think it's it's fair to say that Alexei Navalny unleashed uh, a lot of things that aren't likely to go away anytime soon uh, in terms of that spark of freedom and that desire for the Russian people to stand up and to stand against Vladimir Putin at the same time. Because Vladimir Putin feels like he is so strong and so untouchable, uh, even by the West. So you have to look at those two components to it. You have within Russia, his own people. Will they rise up against him? Uh, And then you have the rest of the world. Who will stand with those uh, who will stand up against Vladimir Putin? Because often the question in this kind of tumultuous situation within a country is not just who is willing to storm the castle, But it's who shows up after that. Uh, I think Vladimir Putin believes he could survive an uprising of his own people. The question would be, would the rest of the world show up to finish the job and to finish him? Uh, And at this point, it doesn't appear that Vladimir Putin is afraid of anyone else uh, showing up at the castle to actually finish the job. All right. uh, We'll step aside for some bottom of the hour news. When we come back, more inside sources right here on KSL News Radio. Stick around. We'll be right back.